Hey, how you doing? This is the... Wrong show, Daniel, wrong show. Uh, with me, as strong-armed into doing the show, the man whose expansive torso crosses four different time zones, Mickey Boyd and me, Daniel Ruiz Tyson. We're growing old. We don't like it. Show 53. Yes, we're in SW8, six months on from our last show, actually. Uh, truth is, we did grow old, Mick, and uh, we didn't like it, did we? No, we didn't. No, I've had a bit of a crisis over my 40th, and I'm pretty sure you have too haven't you what the hell happened to us we we did our 50th show we got great reviews uh, we came back we did uh, two shows with the loony doc uh, that was so bad we've never aired them did yeah, we did yeah. we get complacent i think so i think there was an element of that and i got a bit bolshy and i think the uh, 40th birthday for me happened and i think that was the um the end of it really had it just i can't remember had it just happened when we did the show or was it about to happen just happened just happened and i, I had a wobble and that was it your behaviour those nights, it has to be said, though, was poor, wasn't it? The, what, with, uh, with show, the doc? Show 51 and show 52, you were out of control that night. You weren't good. No, no, it wasn't my usual standard, and I was a bit... I sort of rose to the bait a little bit. It was like uh, being back at school. It was, and I quite enjoyed the bullying of you, actually. Mm. <laughs> and I think the doc did, too. Yeah, and yeah. You, and I know you didn't, so... No, no, I was, uh, I was quite disappointed in your lack of uh, professionalism, although I shouldn't have been surprised, really. But that's the way I am, isn't I? I was just all that was lacking was a dead arm. That's what you should have got—a nice dead arm. Um, you've come just in time. It's a, it's a Friday evening. It's uh, six thirty, and uh, this is what happens when you live in rented accommodation with lots of people living on top of each other. If someone's uh, decided to do some DIY, so you may be hearing some uh, hammering away in the uh, background. Not not the kind of hammering away Mick would infer is going on. Just proper out-and-out out DIY to kick off a Friday evening with. Yeah, no decent banging going on here on a, a Friday night. Yeah, it's a shame. But, yeah, just it's a bit noisy. I'm not used to it anymore. Well, the gates are a bit of a problem, aren't they, as you've just commented. It's I got this uh, I can't iron believe you got part with this noise. That I mean. gate was here originally, wasn't it, when this was a this yeah. was a factory? Yeah, I think they changed the style of it, but, yeah, I think, in general, that gate was here. And the, the noise is just unbelievable. Two, two, three in the morning, you've got people coming in and they're still slamming that gate yeah. like it's... Uh, uh, three or four in the afternoon. It's, you need uh, a bottle of scotch and some earplugs, Daniel. That's what you need. Well, I just uh, I need a new flat. That's what I need. Uh, now, two months ago, I said I wouldn't be doing any more free podcasts. Nothing has changed. Uh, things we're hoping are going to be different with this show. We're back just for four weeks. We're making a, a four-show commitment to you. See how things pan out. Uh, still not out of the woods with iTunes. Uh, you might be aware of this, Mick. Um, you're not aware no, of not it. No, not at all, no. He, bear, he pays no attention to what's going on. Um, those of you trying to find us on iTunes, you can find us very easily if you're actually on iTunes. If you're trying to find us on iTunes via Google, uh, there is an issue as to what particular store we belong to, the US or the UK store. It's all rather confusing and frustrating. We've been dealing with iTunes now for, well, I have. I say we. <laughs> I've been dealing with iTunes for the last two months. Um, they take no responsibility for anything. Uh, both shows had logos that they'd had right from the beginning, and suddenly the logos were a problem. Both shows had to come off iTunes. They went back on iTunes, but it's just not very easy to find them now. So, uh, we're not too fussed about iTunes now. Uh, we are back on there, if you go to the iTunes store. Uh, 
like I say, just easier to go through uh, to the store directly. All boring stuff, not easily resolved, uh, unfortunately. Uh, anyway, we're still on Jellycast, Mixcloud, and Stitcher 2. But here's the, uh, here's the thing, basically. This is the way we're going to do it, Mick. Yeah. Uh, listeners are only going to get 10 free minutes on iTunes. Okay. Uh, the full show. Don't say okay like this is the first time you're hearing it. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I glazed over the other night when you told me. Okay, all right. So the full show basically can only be heard on the new blog, pdhm.wordpress.com. What was that? pdhm.wordpress.com. Do you not mean pdhm? H. 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 What is the problem now? Uh, For which you were meant to be writing a regular column, whether it was H or H. Uh, Mm. You are useless. Yeah. Given it that, you know, bigging yourself up. Yeah, I'll do the column. Yeah, this and that. Um, Unforeseen circumstances. Oh, it's always unforeseen circumstances. Unforeseen circumstances. I'm glad you're blushing. I'm glad you have the decency to blush right now. That's my shirt. It's the reflection on my red shirt. That's all. So the full shows, anyway, are going to be on the blog. We're asking you to make a donation to each show. We're not asking people to give us a huge donation. We're not looking to make a load of money on the first show and finally get nothing for shows 53 to 55. We're saying we will make a regular commitment to you if you make a regular commitment to us. This has worked. There's nothing wrong with making money. We're not going to apologise for wanting to pay some bills out of this, are we, Mick? No, not at all. And you need to get a new phone anyway. Well, I need diesel money. Diesel (laughs) money. Uh, We've tried the sponsorship avenue. Uh, We genuinely have, and it's not led to anything. Uh, Two years on, this is where we are. We may sound like uh, mercenaries, but this does take ages to do. I guess this is how the first uh, professional sportsmen in the late 19th century were uh, felt, Mick. I I guess it was a bit awkward turning up to club paying for money yeah it yeah. getting out get the, get the goalkeeper get his cap off go around collect yeah. some coins yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly that, that's yeah. what we're doing basically yeah, we're doing it, but we're doing it cyber style cyber style 21st century, century yeah, um, modern if at the end of the four weeks we found that this just isn't working out then we'll need to look at uh, subscriptions only in future uh, uh you know we, we, we've we've done our best with this we've tried to be honest with you all the way yeah yeah very honest very honest. Yeah, there'll be no 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 skullduggery in this department. Will there, Dan? There won't be. So that's the awkward stuff out of the way. Uh, a quick recap for any new listeners. Feel free to interject here, uh, Mick. Uh, the show launched in July 2010, my last week in uh, my previous flat. I then moved into a hotel as a, uh, as a result of a fire. We recorded 17 shows from Room 11 of the Grapevine Hotel in Pimlico. Very small room, if you yeah. remember, Mick. Room 11, yeah. yeah. Uh, I went bonkers in there, probably bonkers. Uh, show 23 to 26 saw Mickey sacked. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that was just around, that was around the Christmas time, wasn't it, and uh, New Year? Just after that, yeah. yeah you yeah. needed me then, and I wasn't there. That was quite, I was quite bad there, actually. Yeah, you I were, was... you were a bit shit. Uh, yeah. Around that time, uh, I did have the uh, uh, the lovely experience of recording two shows with LA-based comedian Fiona Hardenham, who I think it's fair to say, Mick, I fancied. But uh, what yeah. can you do when you've gone nuts and they're on their way to Hollywood? It's not really going to work, is it? Yeah, you're a different end of the spectrum there, Dan. Definitely. I think it was when she told me she'd been to some Ethiopian restaurant the night before and eaten rice with her hands that I knew I had no chance. Yeah. The madness might have been surmountable, but not the hand eating. Yeah, and you're on the old pot noodles, weren't you? <laughs> I think I was, probably. I think you was at all. <laughs> I have to say, though, uh, you are my friend, but uh, the shows uh, with Fiona were, were my favourite shows. Oh, why? Because <laughs> you were stunning looking. Mickey. Is that why? Mickey was reinstated around show 28. Very shallow. uh, Which took us through to show 50 last November. Uh, From 1990 to 2003, Mick and I never saw one another. I wasn't allowed to have a a phone in the house when I was growing up. And 
You never responded to any of my letters. I never got them. You're still claiming that, no, aren't I bet, you? I bet my mum saw them, burned them. She more like thought they were call-up papers or something. Or she just didn't want you getting letters from another boy. Yeah, probably, yeah. She was a bit, yeah. She might have thought I had uh, leanings of a more uh, metrosexual nature. Which, you know, wouldn't be a bad thing. You're a modern man. I'm a modern man. And I live up the road from, well, I did live up the road from a very gay area. And I'd have been in, 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 in my limit. It wasn't a gay area back then, though, oh, was it? was, it? yeah. Really? Vauxhall Town has always been a gay pub, yeah. yeah. Uh, and long may it continue, Daniel. <laughs> We we reunited in 2003. It took me four years to adjust to how fat you were. Is that fair? That's just embarrassing. Just that's like that's all. My, that's just a terrible thing to say. You know, instead of helping me, you're sort of like having to pop at me. I was fat though. Yes, true. I've yet to meet uh, Mrs. Boydie, your mixed wife of 25 years. I don't know any of his children. I don't no. even know any of his address. All I know is no. that you what live around the southeast London Kent borders. Kent borders. borders. Yeah, that's all you need to know. It's none of your business. Uh, without Mickey, just to give you an idea of what I'm capable of, without Mickey, my other podcast was nominated for a European Podcast mm. Award. Uh, yet somehow, in spite of all of this, we are close mates. Uh, since reuniting last autumn, we've been recording uh, back in the show, Stock or Birthplace, where we both hail from. Uh, just right across the road, as you alluded to just a few moments ago, from where you grew up. Yeah, you could throw a stone and hit the window of where I live. This is literally the road, isn't it? This is it. Yeah, this is it. I'm just, what, 20 yards away. It gives me a lot of uh, uh, memories. And as I said to Dan, before I got here, I, I met an old pal that I haven't seen for years. Did you actually talk to him? Yeah, we shook hands and that, and he's as fat as you're at. It was lovely to see. Hmm. When we were kids, he was slim, and now he's really big. He's the same sort of build I was, but smaller, like a little barrel. So it's quite pleasant. Our, our age or older? A little bit older, about two years older. But yeah, but he's got his hair, which is fair enough. Um... So these are your streets originally. Yep. Um, My manner. You would have had your first sexual experiences around here, reeking of insignia, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Mid, mid, no, mid... no, I'd be blue stratus. I used to nick my brother stuff. Really? Blue stratus and brute. Yeah. The comb over. You ever leave your house with the comb over around here? Was yes. This... Yeah, okay. I, I would have done. Yeah, yeah. About nineteen ninety-three. Who would have had a bit of a bit of a pushing it around me at stage? You were still living around here till what? Ninety-five. Ninety-five. Yeah. Ninety-five. Yeah. Yeah. I can remember putting that street there. I can remember putting it out of there in a van and blubbing like a baby all the way out the estate. Why? Because you were leaving. Yeah, because it wasn't. It was just like it was coming back from other stuff, and I thought I'd cracked it. I thought, yeah, no problem. But when I saw my mother waving at me from the balcony and my brother walking back, I'm getting a bit choked now. To be honest, <laughs> thinking about it, but yeah, I sort of coming. I was, yeah, I was, I was blubbing like a baby coming out the estate. Uh, we both turned forty then in the last six months. Uh, as uh, as you said at the start, uh, I think we both suffered. Yeah, yeah. Um, you were quite complacent going into football. Yeah, I think that's what it was, and it was like it, you know, hit me like a big wall of water, if there is such a thing as a wall of water. But yeah, it hit me like that, and it just totally washed out. You know, it really done me up. You know, it really did. And I think I'm still going through it now, to be honest. Whereas for me, it was actually doing my head in for about four years. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I do remember. Um, Oh, for once that isn't you. We've got no, thank you. I've got mine off. We've got a burglar alarm going on outside. Oh, um, we might get burgled live on air. Yeah, yeah. Punch-ups. Um, I think uh, the day after I turned 40, the weekend, uh, that Saturday, I woke up, I felt bloody awful. Yeah. Uh, and I thought, I've got to snap out of this. I can't have another day like this. It, it, it basically extended to the weekend, and after that, I just accepted it. No, but it was, uh, but you look, to be fair, Dan, you do look well to your age. But uh, it's a perspective thing, isn't it? That's why I thought, you would have kind of sailed through it. You've got no. kids, you're married, you're 40. I think, you know, this is the realisation of how far in your life you are. I think that's the trouble. Mm. And also, you know, like we've said before about, you know, wearing jeans and T-shirts, we're, we're basically just lying to ourselves. We're middle-aged men. 
Well, we're, dressing I, like, we're dressing like men of 25. But I think we are aware of that. I don't think we're lying to ourselves. I think it's uh, clothes manufacturers. They're not making the clothes for, for guys our age that they were making 20 years ago. It's, mm, it's, it's, fair point. it's ridiculous. And also, I, I was saying this to you know uh, Martin, who you know... Um, all of us, well, I mean, except for those that are married like yourselves who are, who are living with their spouse, that alarm's really going to irritate Carry me. on. Um, people, this, you know, they're people, getting the urban feel, Dan. People who are married, they have their homes. Yeah. And they're living as a married couple would have lived 20 years ago. Yeah. But all my friends who are single, um, you know, I'll be going to their house and I'll be sitting in their bedrooms because a lot of them are still living at home. Or they'll be like myself, uh, uh, living in private accommodation where you're paying so much you can't really afford to do anything else. So, it's, yeah, it's yeah. we're not living as we were as guys of our age were living 20 years ago. It's, it's a very fair point. Very very, very strange. It's true. It's true. It's definitely. But I, you know, getting back to the clothing thing, I'd love to wear a pair of slacks. I think you know, they bring a nice pair of slacks. Would you not? And a, com- yeah. and a comfy cardi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good look. Yeah, it is a good, a good look. look. But I'm not tall enough to get away with it. So uh, that's, I think that actually we've gone over the 10 free minutes. So I think you should have about maybe uh, 12, 13 free minutes. This will be going up on iTunes. If you want to listen to the rest of the show, you need to come on to, uh, go onto the WordPress blog, pdhm.wordpress.com. Uh, the full show will be on there. Maybe we'll catch you there. You said the H right there. Well done. Do you think they're still with us? Do you think they they came back? Hopefully. Please come back. Hope It'll be a test, won't it? Yeah, will it? Maybe they won't come back. No, of course they will. Uh, they who love knows? us. We're, we're, we're committed to this now. Yeah, they love us. Uh, so we're talking about how we both uh, turned 40 in the last six months. You know what I've started doing? I've started looking at 40-year-old men studying their skin, their beards, the shades of grey on their beards, what's oh. happening to their hair. I'm trying to visualise what might happen next to me. Yeah, I think I get the feeling with you... You know, when you go grey, you're going to go grey really quickly. Really? But, yeah. I, I, you know, I've already got silver. Yeah, no, but that's what I'm saying. I think this could be, be like, bang! It happened to my dad that way. Yeah, two years, and I think you could be like, you could be a bit like um, Stuart Granger. Stuart Granger, that's the obvious one that people say. Yeah, but they? he's a good-looking guy. But, you know, what do you want me to say? You've got the, um, there's a guy in who was in the second series of The Killing, who was also in uh, Borgen, um, uh, People who saw both of those shows, I think, will know who I'm talking about. He was the Prime Minister's husband in Borgen, and uh, I won't spoil, uh, won't give away who he was in in the killing. But uh, he looked very good for his age. He was in his forties, but he had he looked like like a real man, you know, crew yeah. cut, stubble all the time, bit of grey in there. Bit like myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but taller, taller, more muscular, slimmer, slimmer you know, better, uh, better conversationist, um, more charisma. Uh, I am actually a bit concerned. I've seen you again. You've come to the show with no notes. Well, I've got to bring notes. Well, I just thought you know we've we've been through. Hold this on, hold on. What did time. I bring, Daniel? What did I bring a on this of, very hot day? A bowl of full fat coke. Yeah, which I asked. Did and you want fat or diet? Yeah, I drink diet actually, but I thought <sighs> you don't you don't like a spa to me. Aspartame army. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And I bought Maryland cookies. Uh, do you want to get them? Do Other cookies them? are available. Okay. Um, no. What I'm saying is, it might be our definitive look as men, I think. I don't think it's a bad look. But what I think happens is, you get to that level, and the, when the decline comes, like you're saying about grey hair going grey within a couple of years, I think it'll be swift. That yeah. There'll be a period where you will look the best you've ever looked. Yeah, but then yeah. you're going to go down that hill very quickly. Yeah, I think there was a... Yeah, you, look at, you look at men that, you know, that you've known, obviously, that are older than you, one minute they look really well... And the next minute, they look like old men. I think yeah. you know, we're, we are really, it's like a golden age for us at the moment. Mm. It really is, you know, because secu- I'm securing my own self. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinner than I've been, ever been for a long, long time. Mm. That makes sense. You're wearing trainer socks, but that's I'm, by the by. 
that's I don't want to look like a pleb like you. Hmm. And um, you know I mean, I think I've got to about fifty-five, and then I bang straight downhill. You know. We had the rain on uh, my birthday. That really affected my mood. I mean, I always bitch about people going mad in this country when the sun comes out three days a year. But the rain this year, Mick. Oh, uh, I mean, apparently more is on the way. You know, yeah. downpours. Um, as a reaction to this hot weather but april was crazy it's the most sustained period of rain i remember in south london for 11 years and i can be that specific because i remember 11 years ago i was living in west norwood round the back of an alleyway yeah and i'd come out of that house every day and it was like being uh being in seven or black rain it was just relentless and yeah. it, um you like being around the back of alleys don't you? <laughs> boom boom it oh, really oh. it really affects my mood it yeah really I know, does. i'm the same dad i'm the same i really because obviously i've got to go and work in it and you know, you got it. Just it just gets me as well. You know, it really does. Sometimes, if I'm in a reflective mood, I can sit there, look out the window, and think it's quite pretty. Yeah. As it drops through the trees. Well, as I said to you, I was round Pimlico today. Yeah. Um, and it just felt uplifting, you know, yeah. just to be out there in the sun. Well, Pimlico's nice. It's got a lot of trees, a lot of white buildings. Yeah, having a real problem though recently with crime. They got vigilantes out there in the evenings and everything. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, but you know, people want to pose. People want to wear tops that show off their tiring tattoos. Uh, I know you've got one. Uh, fair enough. You know, if you want to sit by uh, Dog Monk on Clap Common and have your picnic, I'm not going to begrudge you that this year. Flip flops, the whole lot, seriously, because. You know that rain it was too much this year Mick. it was a it, depressing it was winter much. definitely yeah so we, we need a bit of sun and you know and like you say people want to go and lobsterize themselves let them do it what do you like with sitting in parks uh given that you're a dog owner you walk in marley i'm assuming you've got to do the 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 bagging up thing maybe yeah, sometimes yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, i um, do it all the time i'm a very responsible dog owner does it harden you to sitting in 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 public parks do you well, I've, the trouble with me in public parks is i sunburn so even like today, I went for a run today, I put Factor 50 on and I've still got colour, which is ridiculous, you know. I think I might actually have like a condition or something, because I'm, I'm like, through Factor 50 I'm getting burnt. But yeah, in general, yeah, I'm quite happy to sit in beside a dog turd, it doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> in the end of the day, it's just, you know, what's going on? It ain't going to kill me. It might make me blind, but it ain't going to kill me, is it? Mickey boys, you are a knobber. You're listening to Please Don't Hug Me, show 53, more rhinoplasty than GCSEs coming to you from SW8. Just 53, no season this, season that. We don't pretend the break was planned. We were unreliable. Well, you were. Yeah, I was, yeah. You that's were. true enough, yeah. I, I was. I've got a lot more responsibilities in my life than you have, Daniel. All you've got to worry about is getting up, having a wash, sort of like walking around. You even blew blew out the Christmas show, I remember. Something Did happened I? to you at Christmas, yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. Um... No, we don't need to know oh, what right, yeah. you had yeah. No, that, that, that's true. No, I was quite poorly, actually. Mm. Yeah, my Christmas was nigh on ruined. Ruined? Ruined. Ruined. Ruined, ruined yeah. I don't want to say ruined or ruined, you know. I made it to uh, a year in this flat. That's the longest I've stayed anywhere since my uh, glorious Putney years. We were talking about that flat, weren't we? Not, yeah, I like that flat a lot. It was, it was a nice very flat. nice flat. Very, very good location. Very airy, wasn't it? Lots of uh, yeah, lots it. of windows. Yeah, it was, it was just a nice place. Little balcony yeah. on it. I don't know if I'll ever get anywhere near like uh, near a place like that again. You're shaking your head. No, I don't. You will. If there's a hostel nearby, you might get to look <laughs> at it. Maybe lick another window here and there near the building, but no, you won't get nowhere near. When that I was uh, going over Vauxhall Bridge today, and I saw that Riverside apartment that. Uh, um, off grows from the road that I. Uh, oh, the one that's all like. Yeah, the white one. The, oh, the white right, one. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, back in the late nineties, I was convinced that was mine. Thirteen years on. Nah. <laughs> I can I can get you a tent. You can camp outside if you want. Especially now the weather's good. Hmm. I went to the uh, dubious. Oh, I can't I can't even say that dubiously named Pleasure Gardens last night. Mm. Um, in Boxall, uh, to watch my old team play. Uh. 
play there. Um, I played with them for 10 years before I broke my foot and obviously not been able to play since then. And i got to say, it affected me more than I thought, Mick. Um, yeah, yeah. I left... I was so affected I left before they actually started. I was chatting to them during the warm-up. They they were as pleased to see me as I was them. But it wasn't the same not playing. And, uh, you know, to realise that with a chunk of my life still left, uh, uh, the inferior years, albeit, um, I think it's fair to say football's definitely over for me. And, and it's the first thing that's been over for me where you're kind of maybe a bit earlier than other guys my age. You know, my cousin's mm. still playing. And yeah. I'm thinking, wow, it's, it's amazing because you t- I took it for granted. I was playing football from five, six years of age. But you'd say playing... I was playing wouldn't... cultured, you know, obviously yeah. Uh, yeah, of course you were, I wasn't up for the standard of you big burly English guys with all your running <coughs> and your punting. Yeah, second generation <laughs> Irish, thank you. How dare you. Um, no, I, I do, I take your point totally, I totally know where you're coming from because I stopped playing at 22, didn't I? And I played last Saturday in the Dads versus Kids match and I was dreadful. I only had four hours sleep but I was shocking. I was really shocking. And my... Um, Fatter mate Andrew, who you know, I work out and all the rest of it, and he, he played really well. Scored a couple of cracking goals, um, just played better, passed the ball better. You moved. were playing against kids, yeah, and but his movement was better. Our kids, like, you know, but were kids. you really trying properly? Yeah, of course, <laughs> kicking them up in the air if I could, could get near them. And like Andrew played really well, but unfortunately, he had a Tottenham top on that sort of rubbed salt in the wounds for me. And yeah, it's just poor showing all around. So, I do get where you're coming from that feeling of not being able to do something that you once did to a reasonable standard in my case, and to a, a poor standard. No, no, I know you're a good player. So, you know, it's, it's, it's quite upsetting. I played with these guys for, for a decade. When my mum died, that was my first year playing with them. It got me through it. When Match died three years ago, football got me through it. Uh, yeah. Those guys, just by being there, you know, uh, having that team, it did a lot for me. And I, it's weird because I never played better than those two years, yeah. which were like nine years apart, but it was an outlet. I remember putting the best putting in the best performance of my life in goal about a fortnight before match died. Uh, so good that the next day I was getting bombarded with messages. I'd never played, any, you know, I was always a good keeper, but I'd never played to, uh, that pulled off the kind of saves that yeah. night, one after the other. Maniacal level. Yeah, it was yeah. it was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and it was just, you know, you get into a mental state, everything's going wrong, you're hurting, but for the next couple of hours you can run around, yeah. just shut everything out. It's respite, and I yeah. do miss that. No, no, I know. It was the same with me, with football um, got me through the death of my dad. There's no way without football. I oh, don't know what. Obviously, I was at school. Yeah, but yeah. I would never have known what. Yeah, you know, I couldn't have done nothing. I'd have turned, to, you know, a bit of naughtiness maybe. But I do totally get you where you're coming from. This is meant to be a comedy podcast. It is. By the way. It yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. It is. <laughs> so, um, I did ask on Twitter, um, how uh, is are there things that people have stopped doing that they wish they hadn't? Uh, uh, Toby Mono tweeted writing about football. Did it for free, which weirdly didn't pay bills. My job now only just studs and it's terrible, so I don't know which one is worse there, really. I, I wouldn't give up on that whole writing football for money uh, if I was uh, Toby, uh, yeah. if that's still what he wants to do. There's not many magazines in this country. I don't no. think we're still up there with the Continentals, with, with their newspapers and so on. Yeah, he should, he should uh, treat it as a hobby and just uh, pitch in where he can. Well, that's what happened with me. I started out writing for 442, did it for four solid years, good money, or, or it was before they started slashing the pay rates, but you yeah. can make a living out of it, yeah. and uh, you know, there's nothing to stop uh, yeah. our man Toby from doing yeah, that. Yeah, and if he wants any tips on how to write a, a, a big column, you know, please, uh, please tweet me and I'll, course, I'll help him out. Of course. I'll give him all the tips I can. Uh, uh, Ella, Miss Ella Simone, Al Simone, uh, she who is uh, always uh, happy to use the C word on Twitter, uh, she tweeted, used to play clarinet, flute and steel drums, uh, such a cliche, she adds, stopped when I discovered boys and drugs, always regretted it. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can get that, because I used to play the steel drums myself. Really? Yeah, I used to play the bass. Okay. Yeah, uh, around the corner. On floats? 
No, yeah, no, no, no. Play with the Queen Mother, though. Okay. Down Ralton Road. Uh, a pretty girl, Ella, but I think I'd have a whole heap of trouble with that kind of history if we got together. You might settle down. I think as a man, though, what it is, it's pride. You get with a woman who's got that, you know, maybe a past where, you know, she's experienced a few men. It's going to trouble you as a man. It's going to hurt your pride, I think. Hold on, are you sure she wants to be with you, though? I'm not saying... Did you? Are you listening to what I'm saying? Oh, no, not really. No, okay. <laughs> I'm talking about you get together with someone, yeah? Yeah. You got your fallback memories. You, you, we all have fallback memories of past partners that we use visualization techniques to get us through a possible troublesome, you know, bedroom performance when it's not happening. Never happened to me. But <laughs> okay. Go, well, obviously, I mean, you've you've been with the same partner for a quarter of a century now. You're, exactly. You're, yeah. Twenty-seven years. Not a problem. Yeah. <laughs> not a problem for you. Uh, but you know, when you've had multiple partners, and I speak from experience here, those visualizations become more confused. You end You're up. You're gloating here, Roland. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying. That if, if if you let me get to the point, look, what happens is you end up visualizing. It's like some some composite woman. Oh, right, it's like yeah. something out of Greek mythology. You switch from thinking about some girl with yeah. maybe a wicked mouth to some girl whose hair you like grabbing or a top-heavy girl or a girl with a great bum. Your focus is all over the place, so you get nowhere. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have that problem in my 20s, but you know, you can't focus now because you, you have this history. Yeah. It's like one of those end-of-series clip shows they put together. You know, the best moments. It's all over the place. Yeah. You get no sense of what's happening. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if Ella might have the same problem. You know, maybe she's uh, she's falling back on memories she thinks of a guy perhaps with a similar barrel chest to yours yeah. uh, a skull maybe maybe a better skull than yours because for a bald guy <laughs> your skull could be better Mick couldn't oh, it oh hold on hold on hold on, on. You, 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 you've said that your skull could be better this is the man who's got a head like saying out the Easter <laughs> Island yeah <laughs> Crikey. You know what I mean? That's I, why I can't go bald. Oh, you're in trouble if you do, trust me. I'll tell you, back in the day, if they put your head on a spike over at um, Tower Bridge, they'd have thought they was in like the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> the size of that head. It's unbelievable. If they try to kick it as a football, it would be like a rugby ball. So she goes from a guy with a disappointing skull like yours, so she switches to a guy with my kind of bottom, then to some tan guy, then to some guy with a kind of Robbie Van Persie mouth, you know, with teeth so big that when he closes his mouth, he's kind of pouting. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's not, those visualisation techniques are not going to work. She's all over the place. Yeah, she's got, she's got like this, yeah. I don't know where I'm going with this, Mick. You need to I know stop me. I'm to be honest, yeah. I'm not sure it works. Settle for the Easter Island head thing. I think that was the best thing. You've uh, you've become obsessed with desert island discs, haven't yeah. you? Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm obsessed, but I like it a lot. Um, it's the thing of reflection, Dan. You know, reflecting on your life. I think it could be the thing to do with being forty. Reflecting back, you know, like what music means, what to you at what time of your life, and and the thing about the shows is that you know the different characters, you know, different suppose, personalities who are on the shows, and a little insight into their, their private life, which I quite like. You know, like the likes of John Peel, he's on there. Uh, Oliver Postgate. So how long have you been listening to this show? Because John Peel's been dead nearly eight years. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but this is like a, a one from the archive from 1990. And it's quite sad, actually, because he's talking about the future and, you know, what he wants to do and all this sort of stuff. It's quite sad to think that he's no longer with us. And Oliver Postgate, you know, Ivor the Engine creator. And, okay. You know, really interesting character. Kathy Burke, from a similar background to me. You know, I grew up in a nice area in North London, but from a... a I've heard her show preparation is better Is it really? Yours. Yeah, well, she's a very good artist. Yeah, yeah, she's a director. And there's some good, you know, some really good um, people on there. Who were the presenters from 1990? Sue Lawley, was she doing... Sue Lawley was doing it. I like Sue Lawley. Okay. She's very good. <laughs> Find her very. She was very attractive, wasn't she? Sue Lawley. Um, and Kirsty Young. 
The Scottish girl. The ones that you're talking about from about 20 years ago, though. I think that was before Sue Lawley's time. Yeah, I wouldn't know. It was doing them. I've only heard Sue Lawley and Kirsty Young. So, how long have you been listening to the show then? About a year. About a year. Is it a must listen for you? I wouldn't say a must listen. I sort of dip in and out of it. You know, I might just check on iTunes and see what ones have come up, you know, and just download them and listen to them at my leisure. But I really enjoy I really do enjoy them. I've only heard clips of the show. I, I, I have a rough idea of how it works what are the things they're allowed to take onto the the island with well, they get a bible songs? they get a bible the full right. works of shakespeare and then they can pick one item for the you know like they call it i think they call it um a luxury item or something like that along them lines and you know, they pick various things some pick beds footballs you know all the... so what would you what, what things would you take well I, I, would, I would take the bible i would take the complete works of shakespeare say to burn because i would never read it Sure, I'm sure it's fantastic, but I, I'm not going to read all that. What's, what's the point of that? Um, yeah, and uh, what would I say? I would take a football and suntan lotion, definitely, and maybe a maybe a blow up doll. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, yeah, that'd be it. Imagine uh, if you're using that blow up doll, and after about a year, you discover there are natives on the island, and they've oh, all been watching you. Oh, how funny would that be? And then they come out with scorecards. Yeah, five point six. That was terrible. You know so, I mean? how many songs are you actually allowed to take? Because the I title's th- a bit misleading. Desert yeah, Island I Disc. think I think it's about seven or eight. It's in that region. What makes me laugh though, a lot of them they seem to pick uh, classical music almost like they feel they have to. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I bet I, I get the feeling that you're not really enjoying that. It doesn't mean a lot to you. It's a load of twaddle. But I yeah. But again, what would you pick? You know, that's the thing. It's, it's all you- subjective. Do you decide sometimes against listening to the show if you don't like the particular guest that Oh, yeah, week? definitely, yeah. If I don't like the guest, what's the point? I ain't going to put myself through it, you know? Funny enough, though, my uh, brother-in-law, his ex-boss was on there. I won't name him, but he was on there. So do they... They don't get ordinary members of the public on there, though, do they? No, this guy's a celebrity, but I won't I won't divulge his name. Right. For fear of getting my brother-in-law in trouble. Yeah. Even though it was 20-odd years ago that he was... Um, his driver. They probably wouldn't have been known as celebrities back then. No, he wasn't, no, but I think that's where he made, you know, he started making a name in that time, that's all like Maggie Thatcher, late 80s, boom, you know, when we were basically scratching around eating crap food from Sainsbury's. Which we and still I, are now, or certainly well, I am. You are, yeah, well, I'm not, I'm Waitrose, <laughs> isn't I now? I love a bit of Waitrose. Mm. Can't be a bit of Waitrose, M&S. Uh, so can you see this show being a part of your life going Oh yeah, forward? definitely, yeah, definitely, yeah, it will be, yeah. Especially as these people, they're going to get people that are our age and even younger. And it's going to be intriguing to see what they pick as time goes on. And, you know, you know, they'll be talking about our times. Yeah. Whereas, you know, a lot of them are speaking beyond, before our times. But then, it's, you know, as time progresses, we are going to be... How old is the average guest on there? I would say in their sort of 50s. Okay. So late 40s, 50s. All right, so no one our age. No, people like Danny Baker, that was a very good one. Yeah. Michael Caine, uh, you know what I mean? He, he sort of like talks in cliches. Danny places. Baker gave a great interview uh, on Media Talk recently because he won some Sony award. Yeah. And he was basically saying because uh, he was, you know, he almost died. Yeah. How the BBC were extolling him and saying what a gifted broadcaster he was, so on and so forth. But they don't really give him the regular gigs. No, I see. And he yeah. said he hasn't, you know, he, he has been aware of that for some time. But when Jonathan Ross got into trouble, they called Danny Baker and Zoe Ball in to front the show for a month. And uh, they told him he did a good job. But, you know, who did they call back? Zoe Ball. Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, that's it. I thought his face don't fit that much. Yeah. Yeah. And also, it was intriguing when he, he admitted to, well, not admitted, but he, he said yeah to borrow thirty grand off Chris Evans. Okay. Because he was on, you know, he's got, I think he owns a house, but he's on the floor, and that will come out into the island. This, you know, it's just brilliant. You know, stuff like that, really good. 
there was a there was a podcast I I emailed you about uh, the house I grew up in. Yeah. Uh, the BBC. They're on the uh, iTunes BBC. Uh, Radio Four. Yeah, Radio yeah. Four. Uh, they got an archive up there, and I was particularly struck by the Peter Hitchens one. Um, he was talking about nostalgia, and what he said about parents kind of moved me so much. Well, our reason for getting nostalgic, he yeah. said he feels the reason we get nostalgic and that some of us live in the past is we want to step through that door back in time and find our dead parents and show them that we grew up and that we ironed out our faults. And I, I found that really resonated with me because I feel I finally arrived at an age where I maybe could have talked some sense into my dad, where I understood his mistakes and my own mistakes and where right. I could have been a... Uh, not a better son for my mum because I think I was a good son, but maybe a stronger son, you know, a more yeah. responsible son and got us out of the mess that we were in and sort of some with the things that I've learned over the last two or three years. And it, it did, I think essentially when we listen to an old song or when we have a, we talk about school and that, we remember where we were going after school. We were going home. We were going home to our parents, yeah, you know, we yeah. were... Uh, that really did, you know. I could it, yeah, it I hit the mark as well. Me, yeah, you know? no, I could understand where you're coming from. But obviously, when you say go home to your dead parents, you don't want them dead, do you? No, no, you no. want them alive. Yeah, which helps. You know what I mean? So no, but no, I, I totally get it. And but then also, you think uh, my old man's been gone so long. Yeah. You know, would he recognise me as a person? Like, mm. Obviously, he wouldn't because last thing you lost him as a boy. Yeah, it was a boy, so he wouldn't know me. A be boy like, who looked like a man. Yeah, and you're right, yeah, but you know, you, you did look very childlike, to be fair to you. You were like a six-year-old when you went to secondary school, weren't you? Mm. You were. That's why I, I couldn't be bothered to beat you up. It would have felt so unfair. Yeah, yeah. And plus, your cousin's a lot tougher than you. I think you might have bashed me up I or, thought, or I bit thought, me, one or the other. I thought you, <laughs> I thought you were a six-former when I first met you. Yeah, um, I was shaving. I was only 11. Yeah, I, I think basically it's that we're at that age now. You know, well, I feel it with my dad who, that, that, that I think I would have been taken seriously. Yeah. Now, you yeah. know, where you feel like you 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 would have been at their level well, you now. Well, maybe even above in a way, and that sounds a horrible thing. Mm. Maybe supersede them a little bit, you know, and sort of got, like you say, get get the message through to them just by coercion, not by force or really chipping away at them, just by sort of like your thing of intellect. That doesn't make sense, is it? Thing of intellect. <laughs> <laughs> you get what I'm saying, though, yeah. By being a little bit more intellectual than them. Hopefully, oh, yeah. I don't. I'd have got through though. You are listening to Please Don't Hug Me. Please Don't Hug Me, show 53. Have you donated? We accept PayPal. If you haven't got an account, they're easy to set up. Even Mickey can work out how to donate. Yeah, okay, I've got a PayPal account. you got a PayPal account? Yeah, yeah. Well, pretty easy to use. To What's that? They're pretty easy to set up, aren't very they? Very good. Easy very easy, yeah. Honestly, that's not me giving a bit of spiel. They are good. And I think you also accept nude pictures of men and women. Men, yeah, I am a modern man. You are, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, very quickly, update the listeners on your body. Been a while since they heard how the body beautiful is coming on. Um, what, what part of my body would you be interested well, in? Well, just in, in general. general just thing. Okay, yeah, general still, brief. Yeah, still training, still running. The running's increased now. Can range anything from... Uh, Six miles to 18 miles a week running, which is uh, enjoyable. Apart from today, it was a bit too hot today, and I, I had to stop at um, my um, calf muscle. But I just stopped as a precaution. Um, yeah, and still doing the training, still weight training. Not lost any weight, but definition's getting better. Uh, stamina's better. And uh, just feeling good in general, thankfully, touch wood. And you're also, after tonight, you're going to be a vegetarian for a week. Correct. Is this going to be like your Facebook idea? One of our early shows, uh, one of the hotel shows, you gave a big, passionate, anti-Facebook speech, which really moved me. You were going on about how you're smiling all, 
<laughs> you're smiling already. You say you're going to stay off it for three months. You were slagging off everyone who updates their status on it. Uh, before the show had even been uploaded that night, you'd already updated your status. It was an absolute disgrace. I've, I've been known for a few shameful um, um, campaigns. I think the only one I've really stuck to is Billy Rivers. Get Billy to 500. The rest of them, oh no. Peaceful Williams went quite well. Yeah, I which I not. did not understand that. No, that was good. You know, and that guy got through that because of me. That Facebook incident was yeah. the night I think I stopped believing in you. Yeah, you should have stopped believing in me a long, long time ago, Daniel. What's with this vegetarian thing? Yeah, what is behind it? I want to see what it's like and my energy levels drop. I know it's been done before, but you know, let's 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 talk the talk. Basically, I'm what sixteen stone fella who does a lot of activity, who you know is just a, you know for want of a better word like a normal. You know, like if you look at like a, a lad, you know, like a bloke of 40, that's what I am. So let's see what impact it has on my, on my uh, digestive system, my energy levels, my, you know, like general well-being. And I think we'll give it a go and I'll report back next week. Are you genuinely going to stick to it? Yeah, I'll do a diary as well. Okay, and, can... and, and you can update your Twitter account, tell us what you're eating as well. Well, I could do that on the blog if you want. Well, no, because you didn't deliver on the column. I, don't, I have okay, no reason fine. to believe you're oh, going to blog about it. Yeah. I'll do it on Twitter. I'll do it on Twitter. Tell I'm us like, what you're down. eating, you know. Crikey, yeah. Okay, okay. Mikhail Strachan, that's the uh, example I always give of vegetarians well, I would have said, said Mikhail Strachan, but yeah. <laughs> Mikhail, who does Mikhail? Gorbachev, Mikhail Strachan, Mikhail Strachan. You have got them, you know, we grew up half a mile apart, Daniel, <laughs> and you've got the most peculiar pronunciations I've ever heard. Bizarre. I spoke Spanish at home, remember? Well, that's, that's fine. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm all for, like, multicultural Britain. Well done you for speaking Spanish at home. I'm very pleased to hear it. And the thing that annoys me is that you're not encouraging me to learn Spanish, Dan. Uh, well, I was going to offer to teach your kids Spanish, but that would have involved teaching them at your house. Well, sure, always teaching me, and I'll teach them. Although I was, I was, if I remember rightly, at school, I was actually called names in Spanish, el, wasn't I? El nariz grande. Yeah, exactly, which is insulting. Um, okay, Miss Strachan, uh, a, a prime example of a vegetarian who's not aged well. There is this uh, school of thought, uh, perpetuated mainly by myself, that you de- do need meat. Yeah, to, um, to stop you from ageing, really. Ageing badly. Yeah, well, let's see what happens. I've got a niece who's a vegetarian. How does she look? She looks fine. Yeah? Don't pull that face. I'm not She's my niece, for God's <laughs> sake. Daniel. My sister's child. I'm going to bash you up in a minute. Uh, Nick, uh, Nick MB um, uh, tweeted in, I imagine the worry uh, and additional hardship of scanning the ingredients of everything you buy for dead animals would stress you up uh, a good three to four years. It must be... Um, it is a concern, is it, when you're worrying about what you're eating all the time? I mean, yeah, yeah, they must it can yeah, be yeah. stressful. But I, I had to do that with the fat content of food as well. I used to start eating everything under five percent fat, mm. but you get quite, you get quite adept at it quite quickly. So th- again, that will be an intriguing thing. And also, will I, you know, I'll have to be careful of stuff that's got like um, animal fat in it. So, mm. you know, obviously, and you know, all the little pills. I'll have to do a bit of internet research on it. Uh, Pete Domican uh, emailed in, my late mother's great fear was that I would come back from college with a vegetarian girlfriend. The idea of cooking something other than meat and two veg obviously caused her sleepless nights. I'm not cooking for one of those, she'd say. She'll need to bring her own food and cook it herself. I can't be doing with all that. My mate was never convinced that Michaela Strachan was as young as she claimed to be. Obviously, she's not the best advert for vegetarianism as a basis for preserving ageless skin. But if you'd been going out with her in her hitman and her period, you'd probably not have thought too much about this. And to be honest, at that age of my life, I'd have even been prepared to defy my mother. Uh... 
Oh, uh, the lovely William Stafford. Oh. Copyright. Mickey Boyd. Uh, he's, uh, uh, William's been in touch. I can't claim to be a veggie, but I did try once back in about 1989, but sadly only lasted for four hours. The pressure of... Oh, actually, no, I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> I think this is... Who's this? Sorry. This is Colin. Colin, here we oh, go. Colin, Colin, Crimson Avenger. The lovely William Stafford's coming up shortly. This is uh, the Crimson Avenger. I can't claim to be a veggie, but I did try once back in about 89, but sadly only lasted four hours. The pressure of giving up bacon when your dad is a farmer is pretty tough. A cooked breakfast every morning when I was young made it doubly hard going cold turkey as the kitchen constantly smelled of, of full English. My brother Neil made more of a fist of it than me, though, as when he went to university he didn't have the pressure. He even lasted two visits at home at Christmas time eating nut roast while the rest of us tucked into the turkey. But alas, on his final year, the cure of pigs in blankets proved too much of a temptation. And the Elliots were all confirmed carnivores again. A friend of mine in the 80s was vegan, and occasionally we would eat at the Hiziki Whole Food Collective, Ponty name I know, he says, uh, where everything you would eat just ended in a big bi uh, pile of crumbs. Nothing would hold together, and also the tea with soy milk was on the verge of being undrinkable. I often wonder these days if my friend ever managed to stick to it as she was painfully thin and always suffered with a cold, so it never seemed like it was doing her much good. It's years since our paths have crossed, so maybe like my brother, she has succumbed, <laughs> she has succumbed to the sausage. <laughs> Probably has. Yeah. Can't be a good pork and beef sausage. Mm. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, uh, the lovely William Stafford now. Copyright right. Mickey Boyd. Yeah. Uh, hello, PDHM, and welcome back. I am, as you may recall, a veggie, and I can confirm I look nothing like Michaela Strachan at any point in her career. In fact, compared with my contemporaries and peers, I've retained a rather youthful complexion. The lines on my face aren't as deeply etched. I have fewer grey hairs. I have more hair than friends from my school year. I don't have aches and pains. How much of this is attributable to my meat and dairy-free diet? I cannot say. My young-looking skin could be due to avoiding sunlight at all costs. My supple limbs could be due to my pedestrian lifestyle, which could all be down to my childish and immature outlook on life. Perhaps watching cartoons is the elixir of youth after all. Uh, William Stafford now rapidly uh, becoming a successful author. Yeah, yeah, all <laughs> thanks to me and my review. The first ebook, Leporello and the Lamb, and the second, Someday My Prince, are now out. And the reason I'm laughing uh, yeah. is because obviously you didn't come through with your review. I did. I did, yeah. I, I haven't it. seen it. Oh, I... have you not been reading Time Out? No. Oh, no, no. I reviewed, I reviewed it in uh, November last year. It's, it was like a, a 300 word uh, review and it's in Time Out. If you go back on the internet, you'll find it there, yeah. Well, William, William have, have, have spoke at length about <laughs> my review and he was very pleased with the outcome. I'm hoping what William will allow us to do is uh, that he will let you read a paragraph or two of either novel over the next three shows. That'd be excellent, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah obviously, I might be able to do it verbatim because obviously I, I've you, you know his work so well. Correct. Correct. Well, it's, it's interesting, William, William Stafford, William Shakespeare, see? Hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like that. It's a, it's a there bit have of been a, a few uh, famous William Staffords over, yeah. over the last three, four hundred yeah, years. William Shakespeare, William Stafford, there's a bit of synchronicity. And also William Boyd. There you go, a bit of crossover. Hmm. Famous Scottish author. I don't think I'll be uh, trying uh, uh, the vegetarian route. I mean, I, I, I have so much unfinished work with meat. I think I want to eat choice cuts. I want the meat in one hand. I want a picture of the animal I'm eating in the other hand. You really, know, I just, yeah. yeah. To be fair, though, Dan, you're looking painfully thin. You could do with eating dust, hmm. couldn't you? You could do with eating anything. <laughs> just two men and a varicose vein. Please don't hug me. I uh, I died on stage last week, Mick. It was uh, got to say one of the worst experiences of my life. It's it's strange because one week, I, you know, I'm I'm very good. The other week, I'm just awful. Sometimes you look at it, you think it's it's the venue. Don't punish yourself. You know, you're going to struggle there. It's a particular kind of venue, particular kind of crowd, or you're going on last. Yeah. But 
last week. It was me, you know, yeah. and uh, I was shattered. Uh, but for the first time, what happened is I was messing up at rehearsals. You know, being tired, uh, owing to a situation going on in this place, uh, making other mistakes too, not sleeping properly. But ultimately, it was me. You know, everyone has their own shit. Everyone going up on stage has their own problems to deal with, and they kind of still manage to perform. But it's like if I'm not 100%, I just fall apart. There's, it's all or nothing with me, and it's excruciating to not yeah. know what I'm going to be like when I go up there. Psychologically weak, Daniel. That's what I put it down there. Well, maybe. And I would be the same myself. It's a, you know, it's a, don't, it's a big thing you're doing. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I can argue with a woman in public. I can get sacked. I can get escorted out of a building by security. I can sit in front of a disciplinary panel, and I can handle it. You know, yeah. I just, I just deal with it. Uh, going up on stage, it's, and when it goes well, what I'm aware of is I don't actually remember much about it. Yeah, you yeah. get into a kind of zone. I, and I find it, because it's not my background, because I've never been a performer, um, I find it quite disorientating, particularly places that are lit in a certain way, and you can very rarely see faces. I mean, they tell you, look at the faces, connect with your audience, but you know, most of the time I can't even see their faces. Faces, yeah, so I find spotlight, it, yeah. Yeah, I find it quite disorientating. Well, would you um, not, do you not try and fix on someone at the back? Have you ever tried that trick? Well, or? the thing is, the people at the back, you don't see them too well, but I've got to say, dying on stage in the manner I did last week was so painful, and it completely overrides the the, the best yeah. gigs I've done. Yeah. Days later, I'm still getting you know flashbacks, and you know it, they're so painful. I will curse out loud. I will yeah. just tell them to f off. You yeah. know, I'd, see, I'd love to have been there because I'd have joined in the barracking. Mm. Well, there think, was there, there was no barracking. It was it just might, you know, yeah, it, oh, right, it was like a tumbleweed moment. Tumbleweed moments, yeah, yeah, but several. Enough. Yeah, yeah, I get you. But then if I was there, maybe I could. Uh, clap along and whoop people up well what i noticed was that um at one point i almost just downed tools and told them what was bothering me <laughs> seriously <laughs> it was, I, I, I came so close to saying look you know i'm not sleeping yeah <laughs> seriously and after that um i made two more big mistakes uh, in, in 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 the uh, next few days, and it is it's down to tiredness. Yeah, but yeah. thing is, like I say, uh, all these other comedians, you know, uh, half of them are probably going on stage with a whole heap of shit. These are difficult times for a lot of people. A lot of people are struggling. Yeah. Um, I just well, I, I just well, took maybe, all my shit up on stage with me. Maybe really. you should have done that. Just mm. actually, just confessed up what's going on. People have been a bit more understanding, give you a second chance, or maybe they'd laugh the longer nah, your struggles. Nah. I, I don't know what I'm like, going to be like on the night. I've got another gig on Tuesday. Uh, and it's also the thing, I don't like being there, even when it's gone well. When it's gone well, mm. um, it's, it's just a sense of relief. You don't uh, like pubs, do you, really? It's nothing to do with that. It's I don't, you know, it's not my scene. You know, we come from a background, look, you know, you, at this level, you've got to bring people. Yeah. You know, the amount of difficulty I have bringing people because my friends they're not from that world either so no. they're not interested no, uh, and, and, and you know you go there you'll be up against other, well, you're not up against other comedians but they're all bringing their friends out because you know most of them are white they're middle class they yeah. come from that kind of background they've yeah. gone to drama school classes and so on they've got yeah. that support you know I'm being serious here. I'm not slagging them off no I'm but just it's saying, just what we haven't got yeah, exactly well, but, but, but it's just it's not only that we didn't have that because we can still have that we can still yeah. have that support but no one's interested no, that's it. once the novelty's worn off of seeing you once no one wants to come no, again the thing is I think even if you did bring I don't know your pals that well but I think even if you did bring your pals or thinking of someone like me if you brought I know for a fact Halfway through, I'd start saying, if I was at a few drinks, I'd say something inappropriate, or I'd pick a fight with someone. You know, that's that's that's, that's a real possibility. That Especially... night, uh, you picked me up in Liverpool Street, which uh, you really did impress me when uh, you you actually tailed my bus in your yeah. cab. Thank you very much. Um, I was special forces once. It was it was impressive, but yeah. uh, that night I turned up. Um, 
and you know all the comics were hobnobbing yeah. just before the show and you know it's what you do i suppose if you're if you're working in an office you're going to hobnob with those colleagues but it's just i am not very tribal in any sense no you and I, you not. know even in a even in an office i can't stand that so sometimes you get the feeling that they think you're like being aloof on purpose quite probably quite a natural thing for you yeah to it be. is it is and it's just i also i don't want to be a part of it you know i mm. just want to do my stuff i don't really want to get talking to anybody uh yeah, but you've got to do that well and the thing is they some of these comedians i guarantee you're getting laughed when they shouldn't be getting a laugh. No, of course. I mean, but because uh, but they've got their pals there, they're getting the laughs. The ones that you're you're not getting because you've got no one there, you know. Well, it's uh, well, I don't. I mean, I to be honest, I prefer not having people there because it's, it is a hassle. It does affect your preparation when you're going to a show. Yeah. But also, um, you know, as a guy was, uh, a guy came up to me during the break after I'd actually died at this particular show, and he said, "Look, you've got to realise that there's your stuff is not as accessible as a lot of other people's stuff, and also people are." You know, they're coming after work. They want to laugh. They laugh, want an yeah. easy laugh. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, and I'm not someone that laughs easily, you know, no. uh, whether it's my own stuff or someone else's stuff. It takes a lot to make me laugh. Yeah. As we know through your uh, now defunct Daniel Ruiz Tyson podcast. Not defunct, retired, finished, defunct. Uh, graceful ending. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, frustrating, frustrating. I've got yeah. to, I've got to g myself up and get up. Well, maybe get, I should go on stage. Just see, why don't we go as a double act? Wonder, uh, put put out on Twitter. Would... I watched a brilliant Jerry Sadowitz clip that you can see on YouTube when he had Dave Courtney on in one of the final oh, shows. Yeah. You're just totally pissed on that idea. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking it's yeah. the same kind of. Well, I thought you might be going down the same route where you're standing there to deal with hecklers or whatever. I think that's a good idea. Well, this guy, this scouser, gets absolutely smashed and he calls Dave Courtney a bull so and so. Yeah, yeah. Courtney pauses for a moment and then he just see him he grabs the guy yeah, by the throat and he, he doesn't want to beat him up on stage and I remember watching this yeah. live <laughs> he wants to drag he's grabbed him by the throat because he's dragging him backstage so, yeah, right, very yeah. clever give him a good kick in yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but see the trouble with me I couldn't do that I'd more get into a fight and land up still fighting for about 10 minutes hmm. while the other guy was getting the better of me <laughs> so it would lose its impact it would yeah. it would uh, you want to talk about your fear of heights that you uh, I had it as a kid you're talking about you've only had it since your mid-twenties yeah well since I moved out to the uh, South East London Kent Borders but why I mean we're looking at the, your old estate across the road that's yeah. where you can think okay that's maybe where the vertigo started walk no, no 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 that's the thing I, I grew up there that's what about 25 foot up in the air yeah. I used to be able to look over the balcony this that the other and just once I moved out of there and went to a house and you know, I, I used to work in, a, in an office that was like on the floor, you know, or like grand level on the floor, on on grand level. So I never had that thing of having to go upstairs. And then once my sister lives on the fourth floor, I used to come back to my mum's, and I started to get a bit like wobbly, and you know, I couldn't look over, and it really got quite bad. And also, people with vertigo recognise this. When you do look over, part of you wants to jump. Mm. Very strange. Part of you saying jump. And you go, and but you know, like five percent maybe jump, and you, the rest is going. No, jeez, what, you know, what are you thinking? About? Your feet go funny. Really off-putting, and it's getting worse as I'm getting older. It really is. What but, do you like? but it doesn't apply apply to planes, things like that. Things like that just does. It's like that's not realistic. Mm. It's low-level heights if that makes any sense. You know, like I'd say, like two hundred foot, three hundred foot. How many floors is your house? Two. Okay, what do you like on your second floor? It don't bother me at all. Mm. I could jump off that, it wouldn't bother me. But that sort of height there, I know for a fact if I jumped, I'd at least break ankles and legs and all the rest of it. You know what I mean? So there is a difference. And and, and, and it's quite strange, it just came on like that. You know, as a kid, I used to play on the roofs up here. And I used to get vertigo as a kid at the South Bank. We'd go there like on a Friday with the school and the walkways, I'd look up and I'd get really dizzy, you know. Yeah. So I always had an issue with it. Yeah, no, but, but it's not really, a big it's issue. Got, it's got really bad. Mm. Really bad. So much so now. You see your window there. Yeah. I couldn't look out of that now. Like no. bent over it, I'd just, I'd, I'd, I'd vomit or 
get that fiend of wanting to jump out of it. When I uh, had my worst job, the toughest job I ever had, security guard at Canary Wharf, summer of '91, when it was all being built up. Can we can we go through this? How long was you actually there, Dan? Because you you go on about this job like you were there for years. Go on, how I was long there was you for there? two months. Summer. <laughs> it was a hot summer. You know, but still, twelve-hour shift, twenty-seven consecutive days, twelve-hour shifts. <gasps> oh, that's shocking, uh, isn't it, is, it, Dan? It is <gasps> in March. Crikey. Anyway, my crikey, I uh, had to go up to uh, on the top of the town before they put the top on. Yeah. Um, Canary Wharf and the wind up there, and this was like June, June or what June. Is... I'm you just saying, you made a statement. You made a statement. The wind up there. Okay. You didn't specify where the you wind was coming from. Was you... it coming from the outside? <laughs> from your colleagues? Yeah. Maybe you'd eaten, you know, some like lentils. Maybe you're having a vegetarian week. I, I'm week, gonna you know. uh, yeah, now. No, I have you're not gonna edit that. I'm gonna edit this. No, you're not. I'm gonna edit this. The wind up there was so. You know what? You've killed my story. I'm not telling my story. You're going down tools. You're like you're on stage again. Don't get struck me, Daniel. Come on. The people want to know your story. Just, Come on. Why do you just have to... We're having a decent conversation. You have to lower the tone. Hold on. This is meant to be a comedy podcast, Dan. Yeah, I, I, I was telling a story. All right, yeah. Go on. I couldn't. I got stuck on the ladder. Right, I had to go up to the roof. Yeah, it always that was separating me from a fifty-foot drop uh, was a rope around the edge, mm. uh, and yeah. I just got stuck on the ladder. I couldn't. I couldn't handle how high up I was. Yeah, I can you get know. that. Yeah, and um, why did you get there? I to, actually, this is the embarrassing thing. I had to get help help by another <laughs> man. <laughs> you actually had to climb up the ladder yeah. and bring me back down. Oh, so, so homoerotic. Homoerotic. Lost uh, any credibility oh, I had as a security emasculated. guard. Yeah. Just, yeah, maybe that could be the root of uh, your problems, Dan. It might, that could be what you're looking at. Everything else is just uh, incidental. Hmm. This could be it. Please don't hug me, show 53. Now the moment that really is the reason Mick's doing the show. It's uh, time for... Oh, Spidey! Oh, that's so... I can't believe after six months you're still doing that silly voice. Uh, like you've got your gonads in a vice. Uh, this is this is the part of the show in which Mick's acolytes uh, tweet their questions. How, how does this work? Is it any questions? Anything at all? Any, ask me anything and I'll, I'll endeavour to answer it as honestly and openly as I can. You still remember that bit, yeah? I dare you. You kind of just you. mumbled. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. Let's start off this week with uh, Nick MB. He emailed in, uh, the upcoming Ross Kemp series on Sky will feature a bald man talking to the British people about how their lives have been affected by the recession. Do you feel they've ripped off? Please don't hug me for this concept. And will you or Daniel be taking legal action? Um, no, they haven't ripped us off because obviously they got, you know, people have got a bigger audience on Sky than we have. So basically, no, unfortunately. And I had Ross Kemp in the back of the vehicle and he's a very nice man. Did uh, did he say? Oh look, we look alike. He did say. He said, "Yeah, he said you're a more macho version of me." Is that what he said? Yeah. Didn't really. Uh, Purple Helen, are you happy with the label early man? Do you have latent metrosexual leanings? Um, it's a nonsense. Purple Helen, I'm not early man at all. I listen to uh, Radio Four Extra. Early modern man. Early modern man, maybe. Yeah, I listen to uh, Radio Four Extra on my digital DAB. Uh, I sometimes subscribe to the Independent. I'm known to frequent coffee shops. I will go out shopping with my daughter and pick out uh, hairbands from accessory shops. So yes, I'm quite, I'm quite metrosexual in certain manners. But yeah, I'm, but I'm also uh, quite strong and macho when I have to be. Seventies when needed. Correct. <laughs> Lady Tron fashion. I do love this one. Uh, do you miss the days when it was only expected for us to bathe once a week? 
Like, no, could you imagine how bad the smell would be? No, mm. no. And, and even then, let's be honest, was you really comfortable with bathing once a week on a Sunday night just as um, last of the summer wine came on? You know, that like every time that bloody theme music come on, you're in the bath, in the bath, you have to jump in the bath. You know, the usual scrub up, and then yes, you're done for the week. God, it's... Sunday nights before school were horrible. Oh, I hated them. It was like torture. The Sunday, you know, like you play football. You play football, you have your tea, which invariably was like the cold cut from the, 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 the daytime dinner. My mum used to put too much salt on the sandwich. Disgusting. She used to sort it like with my dad's sandwich. It was disgusting. I'd eat it, and then in the bath, last of some wine, horrible. Yeah, no, it's in a word, no. I don't understand this one from North London drug czar uh, Al Simone. Shag, marry or kill Tottenham, including football club in brackets. Yeah, yeah. The rest of North London, Shoreditch. Yeah. Um, no, she, yeah, she's looking at it free. Yeah, because what he's on Twitter, I have a little pop of North London, don't I? Okay. So, okay. So if I was to marry any out of the three of them, I would marry Tottenham. Okay, because uh, let me just finish. She yeah, says, uh, you're not allowed to transmit STDs to the Shag. Uh, okay, she yeah. continues, I've tried the whole eye Shag John Terry and give him syphilis, so he goes nuts thing. Not allowed, apparently. Oh, good. Fair idea. She's got a much better imagination than I have. Um, yeah, I would marry Tottenham and convert the whole area to Arsenal as in supporting, and the club would be a feeder club for Arsenal. I would uh, shag Shoreditch, because there's some cracking women around Shoreditch. And what's the last one? North London. Yeah. Kill North London. Kill there you North go. London. That worked out very well. Because in that way, you know what I mean, I, I picked the two bits that uh, you know, I can deal with, and then the rest of it goes, Hampstead Heath, boom, up into space. Good question from Higgs Boson 1. Uh, Matt says, uh, how committed are you going to be to this new series, and what techniques are you using to keep the interest up? Um, I'm really enthusiastic. I'm more enthusiastic than a Tory politician with a broom after the riots. I'm really feeling this. I really want to do it. I keep banging on at Daniel how much I've been looking forward to doing it. And hopefully it's come through in the way that I've been chatting for the last, whatever it is. And yeah, I'm really up for this and I can't wait to carry it on. And hopefully it goes more than four episodes of the programme. Stroke podcast, stroke whatever you call it. Uh, Colin, Crimson Avenger. What is your record time for supping a pint? Do you know what? I think it would be, I don't know, but it'd be about six seconds, I reckon. Really? Yeah, easy, I reckon. Yeah, it might be less than that, actually. But you see, we, see, we could have done that if you'd have prepared it properly. Have you got a pint glass here? And I'll do it with I Coke. Haven't. No, there's no alcohol in the house. No, I wouldn't. I can't, so I've oh. got to drive afterwards. But I would do it with Coke or something. But yeah, I reckon about six seconds. Uh, what I would do, I would time myself. I'll film, I'll tell you what, we're going for a beer. Well, you're not drinking. You film it and we'll do it. Uh, what, what 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 would he want though? Beer or Guinness? Guinness would be a bit slower. Well, we'll ask uh, Colin to get in touch with maybe he yeah, can specify. Yeah, because obviously viscosity. Yeah, you know, Colin, yeah. Uh, get in touch with us. Uh, tweet us, uh, email us, uh, tell us what kind of drink you want Mickey drinking. And uh, sorry, did you not say the word of viscosity? I, I was impressed. In the correct context. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the lovely William Stafford. Which public figures passing do you mourn the most? Well, funny. Well, there you go. Um, talked about him earlier. John Peel. Okay. I think for me. I was in Blue Water when I found out he died. I was, I was honestly devastated. Honestly, not like, you know, starstruck. Because I know this guy. I've got nothing in common with this guy. Apart from he loves football. I know he loved Liverpool, didn't he? Mm. But apart from that, you know, like he was privately educated from a privileged background. Yeah. But it was just his enthusiasm for music, his enthusiasm for life. Which I might think, say, you know, because of his money. You know, I'm sure he wasn't short but mm. of money. But it just, I don't know what about the guy. He was affable. And, you know, he, he loved what he'd done. And yeah. he, he had that sort of like um, disorganised, nutty feel to him, you know. Like the, the story about I can't remember one. You know, some musician he said he was, he, you know, one night he's hankering for a Chinese, and I think it's Billy Bragg brought it in, 
give him the Chinese, give him the record, he played it at the wrong speed. Something like that, along them lines, it's brilliant. You know, I mean, just a great, a great guy. I, yeah. I get the feeling I would have got on well with him. Yeah, so I, was, I wasn't a fan, I have to say, but obviously, uh, you know, surprise, uh, any, anyone no. that dies, I'm not happy about that. No, but when, but, I'm, uh, when, when I'm listening to John Peel, you're listening to the Joy Division, right? Yeah. Oh, cheers for fears, there we go. No, I, I just, uh, I didn't buy the whole kind of, uh, like you say, you know, his background. No, but then, no, you've got to give people a chance, man. You can't, because well, you're I, born I, into a background, you can't mm. define them by where they're, it's what they do in their life, it's not where they come from. You're talking about the, it's very, it is easy to have enthusiasm enthusiasm for life when you have money yeah but know. as long as they turn out a reasonable person course, I don't mind course, yeah. it's, when, it's, when, it's when they've got dough hmm. and they've got dough they've got, they've got, they look down their nose yeah that's what kills me I think money changes even good people of it, course you yeah, know. of course it does but what I'm, you know what I'm getting at you get these hmm. good people yeah. you know, like, uh, no matter what their background but you get what I'm saying I've never it? been a Radio 1 fan but this is the difference is I think people who grew up listening to Radio 1 are people who do know about music yeah, certain level. yeah I, I'm not great on music myself, um, but I've got an idea. Toby Mono, if you could travel back to any point in your life and do something differently, what would it be? I'm thinking maybe with you, the, the bath in Herne Hill, maybe? Uh, <laughs> no, well, it was out in South East, like Herne Hill. No, it wouldn't be that. Joe, it would be a mate of mine, you might not believe this, asked me to accompany him to Chelsea, because at the time he was playing for Chelsea Youth. Mm. And so oh, I, well, you've told the story Yeah, before. I won't go into detail too much. But anyway, uh, a family member was poorly, mm. And very quite poorly. And instead, I, what I did, I stayed with that family member instead of going to. It wasn't a trial, but it would have been just like, oh, this is my mate Mickey. Can he join in? And this guy was playing for the proper Chelsea youth. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He, you know, playing youth games at Stanford Bridge. This is back in like the late eighties. So you know, something might have progressed out of that. Maybe not. I don't think it would, to be honest. But it would have been nice experience that, and I regret that to this day. That's this week's Oh Spidey. Oh, sorry, you've got something you what's yeah, that? Something I couldn't go legs. high there, couldn't go high. Oh Spidey, oh Spidey. How do listeners yeah. get these to you then, Mick? Uh please tweet me at Boydy seventy one uh, and uh, hashtag it with Ask Boydy. That's A S K B O Y D I E. You can also email them to pdhm at westegg1607.co.uk, but uh, the, the easiest way to do it is to get straight in touch, uh, directly in touch with Mick. Uh, just before we go, time for our Any Other Business Item miscellaneous. This is a, a hangover from the days when I'd make every other fe- uh, feature Mick heavy to, to keep oh. you basically interested in the show, Mick. That That's was not a racial slur there, is it? Oh, you're, so you're about my name. Sorry, okay, fair enough. Yeah, well done, well done. Um, yeah, basically, in this good weather, in this good weather, I've noticed there's, a, there's a, an opportunity for the fashion designers out there. You know these young, lovely young ladies are walking around with like lovely summer dresses and frock, you know, whatever tops and stuff like. That. I notice some of them, their bra strap is showing across. Mm. While it's sort of like so you've got like imagine you've got like a, a, a U shape, like a, a square U shape at a 90 degree angle, and you know like it's lovely, you know, expensive top, or whatever. And you've got a bra going across, but surely there must be a way of hiding that bra the bra strap at the back so that it doesn't show up because it, it, it loses the whole looks gone you know what I mean whole gone it's all gone and, and I think there's something there and it bothers me to think that these lovely young ladies are out there and you know they're not looking as fashionable as they think they are bless them and I, I'm all for ladies looking fashionable and happy in this hot weather uh, I was in a I was in a supermarket today. Uh, loads of Jubilee bunting. Uh, it's like 35 years ago all over again, Mick. When my mum had to pick me up from school for a fusion to go to the uh, Silver Jubilee celebrations on Clapham Common. I've as I've said before, I've got no interest in the royal family right from the start. All that deference doesn't sit right with me. I've always been consistent about that. There is respectful and there is deferential. I've got no problem with respectful. I, I, I think we we're all entitled to be uh, demand respect from people, and I always give it to people. 
this year though we just got a real year of bullshit we got yeah. this we got the 2012 event in east london sponsored by uh, coke and mcdonald's correct uh, i don't know what it is with people that they need to be a part of this i thought the royalists would be dying out by now i honestly all that queen and country bullshit street parties can't do it won't do it don't understand why it's still a big deal so many people struggling and there's people who can barely this is the worst bit for me. People who can barely put bread on the table, yeah. and those same people are getting their flags out or, 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 or thumping one out because someone's carried the Olympic torch through their town centre. You know, where are the individuals? I don't care for that argument about how much money this brings in. I'm not interested but in that. But that's what it's, it's all about, Dan. It's just wrong to be so but deferential. Dan, yeah, yeah, no, but Dan, that's what it's all about. To be fair, they wheel her out. She's like 86 years of age, yeah. Blistering heat, wheel her out, show her off, make some money, wheel her back. Yeah, that's the way it seems. You know, I mean, at the end of the day. It's just, it's all about money now. It wasn't back in 77. No, it's a very it different country back then. Yeah, exactly. But I think this time now, is more an angle on, you know, like how much money would it bring to the economy than anything else. And I think that's the main kicker for it all. So I wouldn't get too worried about it. You imagine, you know, the, the amount of money on flags, food, drinks, all this sort of stuff. The two-day uh, bank holiday, that's going to generate money. That's what it's all about, Daddy. It's, it's nothing else than that. It's all a mask. It's all a, 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 a ruse, you know. But it just happens to be a coincidental that, you know, you've got the Olympics happening, this happening, even the Euros. If England do well, Ireland do well, the, the pubs will be busy. Uh, get in touch with us uh, at uh, PDHM uh, on... God, what am I talking about? Get in touch with us via email, pdhm at westegg1607.co.uk. You can follow us on Twitter at Please Don't Hug Me. You've also got the Facebook page that you can like. We put up information on there. Uh, you can, And obviously, uh, the way to listen to the entire show is pdhm.wordpress.com. Uh, keep an eye on Mickey's Twitter to see how he's getting on with this uh, veggie thing. I'm determined this, uh, that he's actually going to do this this time. Yeah, I'm just going to go for a chicken ciabatta before I start that. <laughs> Uh, that's us for this week. Uh, please make a donation to this episode via PayPal. Uh, show 54 out next week. Uh, thanks to you for listening. We might next week. We'll see how this weekend goes, but we might uh, the next show might come out on the Monday. We might make Mondays yeah. our regular night. You're, yeah, I think you, You've got good. a feeling that might be easier. Yeah, we hopefully it'll per- pick you up for the beginning of your week. So that could be a good idea, I think. Uh, playing us out now, the brilliant keyboard choir with Toy Town. We're growing old. We don't like it. He's Mickey Boyd. I'm Daniel Ruse Tyson. From SWA, good night. Good night. six months is it i was quite pleased with that actually you i must feel, say you feel okay yeah yeah a bit, bit disappointed about the biscuits but well i mean i told you you could open them you bought them yeah but still i don't want to sort of eat but you know if you're not eating well, you... i want to eat some well what do you think we could have done better tonight uh, i don't know i don't know there weren't a lot of laughs in there it got a bit serious didn't it in bits and mm. bobs that was a bit of a shame still haven't had your ideas for next week what, what? it's a week away dad it's a week away all right you know what i mean a lot don't get on your week. back 
Well, no, don't get on my back because okay. I was. I'll Just walk. Let you do your job, yeah. I'll walk. You'll walk again. I'll walk. I'll I could be... sack you again. You could sack me. Yeah, we won't speak. And then you could do. Def- was it unfollow me? Unfollow you. Who yeah. unfollowed who? I think uh, unfollowed you. You probably started a. Abu- I think you started so you drunkenly abu- abusing me. Yeah, and you. Yes, right, I did. And you abused me over football and all that. That was pathetic. Are you definitely going veggie for the week? Be honest, between me and you. I don't know. Don't no, the thing is, it's all the extras. I'm not sure whether I can do it. Yeah, I, I can do the main bits and not yeah. eating meat with my dinners, but just tweet little... some stuff like you've been eating some I don't know noodles or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But you know, like stuff like gravy in it with additives. I don't know. I can't yeah. avoid that, can I? Nah. nah. Do what you can. Yeah.